Today's episode is part three of our three-part series on narcissism. In today's episode, we will discuss how to survive a narcissist. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Who Said You Have To, where we discuss how society dictates to us who we must be and how we must live our lives. In this podcast, we will also help you find ways to choose the life you want to live with no fear or judgment. My name is Tina Mason, and I am an emotional trauma intuitive and an expert in human communication, as well as how the human mind creates disease in the body. I am also co-owner and co-founder of Free Will Healing, where we strive to create a space for every human to heal emotionally, spiritually, and physically with no fear and no judgment. My name is Laura Schmidt, and I have been a nurse for 17 years. I am also a registered yoga teacher with 500 hours of training. My focus is teaching gentle yoga movements to help those who deal with chronic pain. My true passion, though, is aligning the chakras to create balance and harmony within. I am also co-owner and co-founder of Free Will Healing. So, Laura, what are we going to talk about today? Today, we're going to talk about how to survive a narcissist. Something you and I both have had to do in our lifetimes. Yes, and pretty much everybody I know. Yeah, it's uh, has had to deal with it. Not that they're all narcissists. <laughs> <laughs> well, and not that they all survived it. That is true. That not is true. well. Not well. Mm-hmm. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about how to set boundaries, how to discuss certain things, how to respond to things. And just in all kind of help you in the dating and work. Because our first advice always is run. Yes, <laughs> definitely is run, run yeah. the Hopefully other with way. With the last two uh, episodes, you've learned to distinguish and see those red flags earlier on in the relationship. Exactly, Laura is one hundred percent correct. Run, but if you are in a situation where if you work for a narcissist, if you have mm-hmm. a coworker who's a narcissist, if you have an ex spouse that you share children with, or whatever. Someone that is in your (laughs) world that you cannot step away from or you choose not to step away from, we're going to give you some ways to survive this situation. Yeah, some of them are pretty, just drop the bomb, boom. Yep. No response, so. There you go. The first thing we're going to talk about today is we're going to help you with how to find signs um, early in a relationship that somebody is a narcissist. Mm-hmm. And Be- these go along, of course, with all the definitions we gave last week. Like, just this alone is not a narcissist. Right, right, right. Yeah. Now, these are just signs in early in relationships mm-hmm. uh, that, you can, behavior. that you can look for. Laura, you want to explain what love bombing is? Love bombing. You dropped the bomb on me, baby. I wonder if that's what that song was about. (laughs) A narcissist bomb. There you go. So love bombing is when someone, often a narcissist, employs emotionally manipulative tactics such as flattery, over-the-top gestures, and excessive affection early in a relationship as a way to control their target. As a result of this, many people on social media, they began starting to confuse what loving love bombing actually is. And they were confusing it with pure infatuation mm-hmm. because pure infatuation early in an early relationship, that bliss is normal. Yeah. It is absolutely mm-hmm. normal. That's like why you want to keep going back. I know. <laughs> because it's if you were an ass at the beginning. Yeah, yeah you know, those butterflies and those, you know. I want to be t- spend time with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So to help differentiate between love bombing and a healthy honeymoon phase behavior, we're going to give you three signs to watch for. Laura, yes. what is that first sign? The sign, first sign is differentiate between compliments and flattery. Yeah. And I was, you know, looking back on relationships 
Now I see that. I wish I had had these warning signs from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what is some of the stuff? Uh, yeah, they, so they dish out the compliments in the early stage, right? And having those compliments in the beginning is, is normal, right? You like to compliment right. your partner. But what it turns into flattery. So to differentiate between the two, the compliments and the flattery, you need to understand the definition of both. Right. Right. So a compliment, it states, is sip- simply a polite expression that is reality-based, and it comes from true authentic appreciation. It has no ulterior motive to it. Right. Can you so, give us an example? Yeah. So a compliment could be somebody saying, you know, they appreciate the way that you did something for them. Got you. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, so what is flattery so then? So the oh, flattery, on the other hand, is a love-bombing tactic that is more exaggerated. It's excessive. It's not sincere. And it can feel out of place. And I remember feeling those and going. Right. Really? Can you give us an example? <laughs> so they would include, they would probably tell you something like, you are the most... Beautiful, beautiful woman, woman in the seen, world, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're the best at cooking. Got you. you. Know? They'll compare you sometimes to the previous partner. You're so much. You're a better cook than she was. You're Got better you. trying to villainize that other person. Oh, of course, you're right, yeah. right. And just to put you up on that pedestal and be like, oh, this person is going to cherish me forever. Right. And I've noticed that flattery is done more in the hopes of gaining favor. You yeah. know, like there's a ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. You know, like building someone, building up someone's trust, and so that you can disarm them and how they intuitively, yeah. intuitively that, can perceive you. That should have been my first sign and a few relationships I've had in the past because I, it did, none of it ever felt genuine. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm on, a, up, on the opposite side of like skepticism when I meet somebody like, mm, I don't trust anything you say. Right. Um, so I, I was never sure what category I was putting them in. If it, Got you. Was it just me being like, I don't trust you or it's you're really full of shit. And here's the thing also, how many times I'm sure you heard this, I can't ever give you a compliment because you never believe me. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, like from the narcissist trying to lure you into mm-hmm. that sense of Except security. I, what I got a lot of times was just accept the compliment. And while I don't disagree with accepting compliments. Correct. But these were like over, over, over the, the top. top. Yeah. yeah. It would be like if somebody said to me, oh, my gosh, you're so skinny. I would be like, yeah. oh, you need glasses. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, things that are out of like out of uh, whack. And that's what they're saying is like things that aren't realistic, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. I mean, somebody could say, oh, you're such a nice person. And that would be Except realistic, compliment, yes. you know. Uh, but you tell me that I'm super thin or I'm so young looking or, you know what I mean? Yeah, or somebody just say, you, this meal is delicious, you are a good cook versus somebody saying, this you is are the, the best, best cook, cook ever. ever. And that's when I go into like, eat. Exactly, because they're basically (laughs) trying to butter you up with flattery just to further their own interests. Yeah. 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 So number two thing to watch for in an early budding relationship Mm -hmm. is you want to notice to see if they like everything that you like. Well, of course they will because. I'm awesome. No. <laughs> you like olives and I don't like olives. <gasps> olives. Yes, I love olives. So when you start dating someone, um, it is very likely that you're going to bond over similarities and shared interests. Oh, yeah. Like you that's, want, you're going to be attracted to somebody like, hey, yeah. we found each other playing golf. Okay, right. well, you have a common We both interest. like golf. Yeah. Right, exactly. But in love bombing, the love bomber tries to become their target's manufactured soulmate, if yeah, you will. Perfect for each By other. essentially becoming a copy of them and using phrases like... Like, we have so much in common or we're made for each other. But in a healthy relationship, <laughs> you have differences of opinion and yeah. different interests. It is Keeping healthy. yourself. Keeping your sense of self. 
Oh, absolutely. Not just following along. Or having somebody else try to be a carbon copy of who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, I have worked, I'm not going to say how many years, but many Mm -hmm. years to become me. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to date or, well... Terry gets weird about me dating anyway, so it's okay. <laughs> You're not allowed to? I'm not allowed to date. Oh, darn it. Um, my husband's real weird about that. But <laughs> narcissist, maybe? <laughs> Terry? <laughs> but, you know, if you're dating or whatever, you don't want to have somebody who's just a carbon copy of you. Because how do we grow and become better? Well, we have people that have different points of view yeah. and help us to see the world in a different way. That doesn't mean that we should change our view on the world. Mm-hmm. It just means that if somebody appears to be so perfect and so exact, like you, the odds of that are so astronomical. Yeah. Run. Run. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Run. Well, and, you know, I enjoy doing things by myself, right? I mm-hmm. love my husband very much, and we spend time doing things we enjoy together. But at the same time, we both have separate interests. He loves to fly, right? He's learning how to fly. I don't. So I... I will not be accompanying him on those <laughs> those events, right? And he, he doesn't like doing certain things that I do. So that gives us our own individual time. We're not up each other's butts 24-7. It's just unhealthy. Terry, you know, Terry is a very accomplished woodworker. Mm-hmm. You know, he makes the most beautiful, amazing pieces. Yeah. And you don't want to go up there and whittle wood with him? I am <laughs> not a wood whittler myself personally. <laughs> and, you know, at dinner time, he'll start going into the gauge of saw that he had to use yeah. for this certain type of wood and and I know my eyes are glazing over yeah they are absolutely glazing over because I'm trying to allow him his time to express what he did for the day but I don't care (laughs) (laughs) just kidding baby I love your conversations (laughs) and you know when I go home and tell him about oh we had this guest on our show or whatever or you know that I have this new client or we have this new person Mm -hmm. coming in he's polite about it but I'm sure that it's not what he wants to sit and discuss either we have our own interests besides each other but we also have a lot of stuff that we both love we both love history we let we both love architecture Mm -hmm. we both love so many things and we have those things that we can bond over So it's just really important when you very first start dating someone that they are acknowledging your individuality. Yeah, Yeah. the individualities and not just how exactly alike you are. I just want to be with you all the time. (laughs) Well, not actually. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to want some alone time. Yeah. You may not think you do, but I yeah, promise it's healthy will. that you do. Yes, it's very healthy. So, and talking about time, so Laura, mm-hmm. will you tell us what yeah, the so third and final is? Definitely pay attention to how they respect your time. Right? In that early stages, they're always, you know, everybody is. You're excited, yeah. you're giddy, like, oh my gosh, I can't get enough of you. I want to spend time with you. But if they're giving up their responsibilities and blowing other people off or other previous engagements. Or asking you to. Or asking you to run. Yeah. If they're not <laughs> respecting that time. Yeah. Your obligations. You know, I just want to be with you every moment of the day. Well, I can understand why somebody would want to be with me all day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I want you to do your I thing. am with you all day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But the love bombers, they use that as a tactic to start isolating you. Mm-hmm. And oh, Yes, big red flag. You know, and it's not like if you say, hey, I'm going to go out with my girls tonight, they'll say, oh, okay, I'll come with you or I'll meet you there. Mm-hmm. Or they'll say nothing and just meet you there. Ooh. Yeah, that's one of my very favorites. <laughs> yeah. Very <laughs> scary. So that's those are all really, really big signs of early in a relationship so that you can start seeing those red flags mm-hmm. and start pulling away before you invest too much of yourself in it. Yeah. 
and quite frankly, lose too much of yourself yeah. in it. And again, these aren't just a sole definition of the narcissistic self, but definitely it is a unhealthy relationship. So if you're not looking at it from the point of narcissism, definitely look at it as a healthy relationship flat, red flag. Yeah, that those early stages can tell us a lot mm-hmm. before our heart gets involved in it. Yeah. You know, too much. So, but the main important thing I think in surviving a narcissist is boundaries. Huge, and they don't like them. Oh, no, 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 (laughs) no. I'm just going to read. I got this out of psychology today. Okay. It says, whether the narcissist in your life is male or female, it is in your best interest to keep strict boundaries in place. Due to the narcissist's entitlement to the people around them, boundaries are often difficult for those with narcissism to accept and to respect. Narcissists often interpret boundaries as a threat to their ego Mm -hmm. or, quote, ego wound, also known as a narcissistic injury. Yeah. It's so horrible. It's so horrible for them that they have to have a term. term for it. How about they're an egotistical asshole and they don't want you to argue? Yeah. I think that that's good enough. So I'm sorry. Your boundaries, (laughs) back on track. Uh, Your boundaries will likely be met with defiance and potentially emotional and psychological abuse. However, The alternative is to give the narcissist access to your sense of self, your identity, and your anonymity. I'm not understanding that last last sentence. What do you mean to give them access? So basically they're saying, right here, they're saying... If you don't respect the boundaries, this is what you're giving them? No, 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 no. It's saying your boundaries, like, you know, set your boundaries, but Mm -hmm. just be prepared that, you know, it's going to be met with defiance and there might be emotional or psychological abuse. But the alternative is... You're going to have to give up yourself if you don't if set, you don't do this. If gotcha. you don't set those boundaries, mm-hmm. you're screwed basically. Basically, yes. And not in a good way. Gotcha. And the article also states that a clinical narcissist has no real empathy for others. We discussed this, I believe in um, one of our previous the episodes first. on the on how they how they feel to others. They make the relationship with you just all about them and their self-image. Mm-hmm. They don't care about you on a deeper level, right? So in some of the things we uh, are going to read next we had to sort of adapt some of them because it made you um, feed the narcissist stuff and they don't really care. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, the the things that we, the tips and tricks that we came across, we did have to alter them just a little bit because a lot of it was actually feeding into their ego, Mm -hmm. which is one of the worst things that you can do. Yes, because it states that they're incapable, you know, of the intimacy, remorse, or deep feelings. Loving a narcissist is just like pouring all your affection into a funnel and just seeing it fall out. Just trickle away because you fed them, you spent all that time and effort. Exactly. Exactly. Because no matter what you do, they're not going to appreciate you. Yeah. No. It's never you can try. It's never enough. So so hard. Yeah. It is never mm-hmm. enough. They only notice when you stop doing it. Right. It's <laughs> never thank you so much for cooking for me having- dinner every mm-hmm. night. It is how come you didn't cook dinner tonight? Yeah. yeah. Hell, I'm the big bird. I'm the I'm the big big bird. It's your bird a narcissist? My bird is <laughs> Maui is a narcissist, definitely. Because he's constantly saying, Try it. Try, try it. Yeah. He's always telling me what like, to do. If you don't feed him, he gets angry. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he's not grateful when you do. Uh- <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Maui is a narcissist. (laughs) I did not know a macaw could be a narcissist. The the people closest to the narcissist are simply a reflection of himself or herself because image is everything. Everything. Mm -hmm. If they perceive that you are not being perfect, it is a affront to their self-image. Yeah. And they are going to belittle you until you do what makes them look good. Mm-hmm. Talk I mean, about even suggest clothing, hairstyles, mm-hmm. everything. Talk about not walking your own path. Oh yeah. 
Wow. <laughs> As we had said earlier, Laura and I talked about that we had kind of altered some of these a bit because they were written in societal terms. They were written in the space of just be nice, mm-hmm. just be kind. And, and if you're nice and kind, those boundaries mean nothing. Well, and the thing is, is that they will see that as a weakness. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying to be unkind. I'm just Correct. saying you just have to be direct because that is the whole point of what we're all the things that we're about to tell you is so that the narcissist leaves you alone. Mm-hmm. You no longer become an easy mark an or an easy target. Easy target. Yeah. And with the narcissist, it's sort of we were talking about this earlier. It's sort of warrior talk, right? It's sort of my way of talking. And my, I always have comments from people that are like, you need to elaborate more. You need to, to explain more to get the point across. And mine is sort of like. Yes or no, right? You straight are, to the point. Your way of talking is perfect for narcissism, yeah, to combat it. Yes. To, to combat just it. Just straight to the point. That yeah. you don't leave it open for <laughs> for anything. It's just, these are the facts, boom, you're done. Yes. So. We went from point A to point B in car one. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. all you need to know. We're going to give you some ways to avoid pitfalls when you're dealing with self-absorbed people, narcissist, or just somebody who's self-absorbed and an asshole. The first one is it is very beneficial for you to not give them any ammunition, which is exactly oh, what we were just saying. If you try to go in all polite and all, you know. The way I feel. And you're, yeah, start talking about your feelings. How's that going to work? Turn yeah. Well, I feel. Yes, exactly. So giving them no ammunition by just being very direct and very to the point mm-hmm is the only way to survive a narcissist. What else we got, Laura? So it is not beneficial to take them at face value. Exactly. Nothing they say. Yeah. I have a feeling they're not like people of their word. No. They wouldn't be good back in the gold days where you had to shake on it. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that a narcissist lies every single word that comes out of their mouth is a lie. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying that you cannot trust what comes out of their Mm -hmm. mouth because they are so good at manipulation that it is hard to know what is truth and what is not. They know what you need to hear in order to continue. This has been, understand for a narcissist, however, let's say we have a 50-year-old narcissist, they have spent 50 years learning to adapt to manipulate people so that they could blend in. Mm-hmm. You're up against 50 years of experience. So it's a, it is important to just don't ever take anything they say at face value. Use your own good judgment. Yeah. Pay attention. Because you'll, you'll want to kick yourself in the butt afterwards. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it is not beneficial to try to justify or explain yourself. No they don't. Care. Don't care. There is no anything that any opinion you have that is opposite of theirs is going to be met with complete resistance. And you can. Ex- I think of Lance when I think of this. Not him. Not him trying to. Correct. Him trying to explain to a narcissist because you know Lance is so articulate and he's so smart and, and he, he wants you to understand where he's coming. And he from. wants you to understand where he's coming from. And I just imagined that work. I could imagine a certain narcissist that I know that mm-hmm. he has in his life. The hours and hours and hours and hours that he has probably tried. To, to explain, explain why uh, mm-hmm. he doesn't like chocolate milk. Yeah, and they didn't give a damn. No, no, no. So, and it is definitely not beneficial to minimize their outrageous behavior. But it's so common to do. Whew. Yeah. It is so common to do mm-hmm. because emotionally intelligent person trying to be sensitive and understanding and be like, they didn't mean it that mm-hmm. way or they didn't, you know. Yeah. Own their own behavior, damn it. Yeah, Let exactly. Or when they they never apologize, but they start talking about their little way of apologizing of like, well, I may have been a little over the top or, you know, mm-hmm. most of the time emotionally intelligent people and society teaches us that we should say, oh, it wasn't that bad or it was okay. Mm-hmm. It is important to but say. 
say that. So that was that's a discussion I've had with my husband a lot. Mm-hmm. What I've experienced from narcissists in the past, they are actually pretty big on the apology. Of course, they don't mean it. So it's sort of that one telling your kids, tell them you're sorry. Well, you know, is the kid really sorry or are you just teaching them? Because the kid says, you know what? Hey, Laura, I'm sorry I did this. And then Laura turns around and says, it's okay. And I'm like, no, no it's not okay. It's not okay, yeah. But children were expected to say, it's okay and let them move on. I'm like, fuck no. Well, but it's it, not the narcissist apologizing. It is their self-image. If their child has misbehaved. Correct. It is them. Tell them to tell them yeah, you're sorry. Exactly. Society says that you need to apologize mm-hmm. because you are making me look bad yes. right now. So it's not the narcissist Cor- apologizing. Correct. Yeah. So yes, that is correct. I ref- I phrased it wrong, but it was it's an experience I've had, and and the thing. Well, no, they need to say that they're sorry. I'm like, but they don't not. have to. Yeah. Well, number one, they don't have to. Number two, they're not really sorry. And number three, what they want to hear in return was, "It is it okay? It's okay. Move on." You know, and I'm like, no. And I've taught my kids, like, if you're not okay with what they did, you can say, I accept your apology, but I don't have to, you know, I don't like it. I don't, or don't do that shit to me again. <laughs> type thing, right, you know? right. And it is absolutely okay to say, I accept your apology mm-hmm. because, you know, people have, it's learning experiences, yes. you know. It's okay to say, I accept your apology, but I just need you to know I won't allow that in my space no. anymore. Yeah, because if I say, oh, it's okay. It just well, reinforces. Why, why did they have to apologize if it was okay? It exactly. drives me up the wall that I witness it constantly. No, I am one hundred percent with you. Mm-hmm. It's you know if I apologize to somebody and they say, "Oh, it's okay," I will always say, "It's not okay." Yeah, my behavior was not okay, which is why I'm apologizing, and it's also why I don't apologize if I'm not sorry. Exactly. I will use the phrasing, it is unfortunate you feel that way. But I'm not ever going to say, I'm sorry you feel that way, or I'm sorry you took it that way if I'm not. Mm -hmm. Because how somebody else takes it, A, is none of my business, and B, normally I don't say things I don't mean. You know, probably Mm -hmm. my husband's the only one that I really have to apologize, and sometimes you, because I have to spend so much time with you. (laughs) You narcissist. You want to be with me all the time. I know. (laughs) It is not beneficial for you to expect them to take ownership of their part Mm -hmm. because they're not going to. And you're literally just setting yourself up for disappointment. You're setting yourself up for an an explanation of why they did that. Oh, no, they'll explain why. Yeah, but But it'll be. They won't own the part. They'll explain why what you did to them made them do this. Exactly. (laughs) Well, the reason I had to slap you in the face is because, well, you wore the wrong eyeliner. Yeah. And how do you think that made me feel in front of my coworkers, (laughs) right? Yes. And the next one states, it is not beneficial to try to beat them at their own game. Ooh, that just sets up for a knockdown, drag out, how you ain't. No. Because the thing with a narcissist is that until you completely isolate yourself away from them, remove them, block them out of your life, they are constantly trying to win. So when you throw that gauntlet down and you try to challenge them, don't get me wrong, if that's what you want to do, mm-hmm. that you 100% go for it. But I'm just saying that it, they are like duck on a June bug yeah. and they're never going to give up trying to make you look bad. The only way to handle that is to just ignore them yeah. and to step away. Yeah. Some of the, the uh, sentences that we have that we'll follow in a little bit will get you to get them to stop, like, there's no way they can react to this. That's final. But to try to beat them at that, yeah. Yeah. Close to impossible because they will pull tooth and nail to, yeah. oh, absolutely. to beat you at that. Absolutely. And it is definitely not beneficial to <laughs> expect loyalty from them. Yeah, danger. 
And because, again, you're setting yourself up for failure in that. And then when we have an expectation of loyalty from somebody and they do not show the traits of being loyal, where do where does society tell us to go? Well, I'm obviously not worthy. Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough for them for to. them to be loyal to me. When in all actuality, they have no de- they have no desire to be loyal to anyone, but they're but only loyal themselves. to themselves. Yeah. Now comes the fun part. Drumble. What to say to disarm the narcissist? These are very powerful. If you have pen and paper. I suggest you go and get it right now. Pause the podcast. Go get your pen and paper and write it down. Yeah, pull these out when you need to. So, so number one, this is what you'll you'll state to them. You have a right to your opinion, but that is not my opinion, and I am entitled to my opinion. Booyah! Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Because it is a you know it is important. We don't have a right to tell them how they have how no, they must sure. feel, but we have a right to our emotions mm-hmm. and. When you state to them, look, you're allowed to feel how you want, but so am I, and I don't agree with you, mm-hmm. and I'm allowed to have my feelings, my emotions, then you can't argue with that. No. There's no way. There's no way to argue with that. Because that would be, if you came up and told me that, and I'd be like, no, your opinion doesn't matter, right? There you go. There's the narcissist sign. Because exactly. They don't care about your opinion. <laughs> exactly. Number two, I choose to agree to disagree. Another booyah. Drop the mic. Drop the mic again. Because, again, arguing with a narcissist, you're going to get one of two things. You're either going to get, yeah, it's just going to keep on they're spinning around and around. Cycling and cycling. Cycling. Or they're just going to start degrading you and trying to make you feel stupid mm-hmm. and that's when you know, gaslighting. That's when you know they feel that they're losing the battle, but they got to come back with. Yeah. Gaslighting, basically. Mm-hmm. How about this one? We will work on this together. When I very oh. first read this one, I was like, what? Yeah. What? And then yeah. Laura started to explain to me, like, why that one was there. And I was like, okay, I, that makes more sense. So, Laura, you want to explain So, it's that a one? little bit of feeding into the ego, to their ego, which we don't encourage. But it's sort of, I appreciate your opinion. And we will talk about this and work it out together. And this is, like, for, like, if you have children together. Yes. If you have a coworker or a boss mm-hmm. or whatever, it's to diffuse, basically. It's to diffuse. That's a good word, yes. It's to diffuse the situation. And the next one is exactly the same thing, mm-hmm. which is let me ask your advice on this. Because here's the thing. When it comes to a narcissist, if you're asking their advice, it's going to be whatever serves them. So most likely you know what they're going to say, but you're putting the ball in their court and making them feel like you're going to follow what it is that you they... Take into consideration how they feel, and then you turn around and give them a taste of their own medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Remember we said not what to challenge. you cha- said doesn't matter. <laughs> Remember we said not to challenge no a narcissist. No, no, no. But you, you asked for their advice, so they consider that, uh, you know. And with that, you can finalize telling them, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, that's a really good one. Mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying. You know, I'm acknowledging the words that are coming out of your mouth. I'm not agreeing with them, yeah, but I'm acknowledging but them. Hear. And that is a very, again, very Valid. short, sweet, safe. I hear what you're saying. I hear you. Mm-hmm. I'm not ignoring you. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. This is one you said earlier, yeah. Yeah, this is my one of my favorites because I won't say that I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but I will say it is unfortunate that you feel that, way. feel that way. If you are truly not sorry. 
Yeah. If you, I mean, well, because you just said I, I don't say I'm sorry, but you have apologized. I, well, no, I apologize yes. all the time, yes. but I'm just saying, like, if I'm not, if I don't feel like if I'm you're not s- truly sorry. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for catching that. Mm-hmm. I will say it is unfortunate you feel that way. Yes. And as a matter of fact, just recently said that Oops. in a text message. Oh, you're a gaslighter. <laughs> And I don't respect your opinion. Mm-hmm. So, go, moving on, what is the next one? I like this one. I have no right to control how you see me. And you that, can think I am the biggest asshole in the world, and you go for it. Yep. I, I can't control that. And nor do we have a right to control how another human sees Nor do sees I us. care. <laughs> and it is like, because what will happen, the more you stand up for yourself, the narcissist will start devolving. <laughs> and they'll start going into a space of just being hateful and maybe calling names or whatever. Uh-huh. You know, uh, just a real simple, you know what? I have no right to control how you see me. Yeah, it sort of goes back to that bullying episode, like how to stop the bully. Like, right. Okay, that's how you see me. Fine. Move on. Right. Another one is I feel like you are an insert an emotion. You know, I feel like you are angry. Mm-hmm. I feel like you are sad. I feel like you're being unkind. I put, you know, you, you add in whatever it is, but just don't make- add words like hysterical. <laughs> Or, you know, out of control. Yeah. Something that's going to light the fire. Those buzzwords. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. But when you say, I feel, instead of you are being. Yes. Big, strong change. Th- there is a big, strong change. And I'm going to show you. Um, I want you to, unless you're driving, please don't close your eyes. But if you're in a space that you can close your eyes, I'm going to say this in two separate ways. And you tell me which one feels better to your body that is more calming, right? You are being hateful. I feel like you are being hateful. One of them is I'm telling you who you are. The other one is I'm telling you how I feel. Yeah. So there's a big difference in how you uh, respond to them. Yeah. And that works in everyday life, not just with a narcissist. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That works perfectly with everyone. uh, Men, anytime you argue with a woman, do not say you're being a bitch. Yes, please don't do that. Well, you know, there are so many times where, like, I'll say to Terry or to mm-hmm. someone, I will say, I feel. And then it is, we have been taught by society to say, oh, that's not true. Or I don't feel that way. Or I don't, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like, let's say I'm just going to, I don't feel like you love me. Oh, but I do love you. Well, you just yeah. invalidated what I, what I get it. You, you may, but we're not talking about how you feel. I'm telling you how I oh, I'm feel. feeling right now. And you telling me that my feelings are wrong is invalidating how I feel. How I would prefer you respond is I understand that that's how you feel, but I want to tell you how, how I feel. Mm-hmm. I love you very much. And can you explain to me the behaviors or why it is that you feel like I'm... I don't. I don't love mm-hmm. you. So that you're not invalidating that person's feelings. Yeah. The next one is a personal favorite of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just read this to you. This has nothing to do with the matter at hand. Oh, my goodness, have we used this one? Because they are experts at just roping that around and mm-hmm. going every other way, minus the conversation you started with. Mm-hmm. Oh, because if there's no way for them to backpedal out of it, mm-hmm. then they just change the subject. Change the subject, and oh my god, yeah, that, that this one, this one like tears at me because we've had to use it so much. So the next one is your recollection of events differs greatly from mine. I'm not saying that I'm right or that you're wrong. 
We just remember it differently. Mm-hmm. So and we've all witnessed that. We have different interpretations of what happened. But normally when you call a narcissist on the carpet about their behavior, they will try and make you feel like you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that you're remembering it wrong and that that didn't, didn't happen, happen that and blah, blah, blah. And so to combat that, when you say, look, we just remember this very mm-hmm. different. I'm not I'm not saying I'm right, you're wrong, but that's not how I remember it, and I'm allowed. Yeah, so, like, do you have facts to show otherwise? And, you know, if you come with me a proof, like, I don't remember it that way, and you show me a picture that, yes, I was wearing a red shirt the night of my birthday, yeah. okay. There but you if you're go. just throwing shit at me and saying, you know, no, that's not how it happened, I'd be like, eh. <laughs> that's how I remember it happening. I remember it. So this one is... Uh, This next one, Laura, is going to speak, but I just want you to know this is 100% warrior speak and 100% Laura speak. So what's the next one, Laura? Your response is noted. (laughs) No explanation needed. No more talking. No extra words. Your response is noted. There you go. So the next one is, thanks for letting me know your thoughts. I will consider them. I won't, but I will. Because <laughs> I'm done with your shit. So, you know, basically you're saying, look, I, I'm hearing what you're saying, and I'll think about it. Yeah. But you're not agreeing to anything. No. Because the moment you give that little tiny uh, little inch. inch, they are going to see an opening. Because remember, again, they've spent their entire lives learning to fit in and learning to manipulate. Mm-hmm. So anything that you say that is the least bit conceding, they are going to jump on it. Grabbing onto that. They are going to jump mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. In the words of Taylor Swift, don't say I didn't warn you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I made Don't lo- say I didn't, say I didn't warn you. I made Laura listen to, we were looking up songs about narcissism, and the number one song was Taylor Swift's Blank Spaces. Yes. And so I made her listen to it and watch the video because it's funny. Yeah, she was. she looked professional at that. <laughs> yeah, she did a real good job playing yeah. crazy, huh? This one is uh, very strong as well because it's it's happened on – I've experienced it myself. So I am willing to work this out, but I am not willing to be insulted or yelled at. Perfect. Bring it down now. And that is a really good one for, again, for coworkers, boss, mm-hmm. ex-spouses, or, you know, baby daddy, baby mama. Look, I know we need to work this out, and I'm willing to do that. Yeah. But you may not. You may not talk to me that way. Exactly. And it's just standing for yourself. And this goes, you know, for anybody, for family, like you said, coworkers. Mm-hmm. I had a boss that would start yelling at me and she'd break out in hives. <laughs> and I, I would tell her, I'm like, yeah, how about you bring it down? You're not my mom. You're not my dad. Even that doesn't give you reason to yell at me. But, you know, sort of yeah. like, why are you yelling at me? Yeah. I am a human being. Shut your hole. When I, I uh, <laughs> in my pre-marriage pre-children days I worked in the stock market and I had a branch I had a branch manager who would yell from his office and he would say call me by my lap my maiden name mm-hmm. and uh, get your ass in here Ooh. and I was like just my ass or just, do I need to bring my whole body I wish <laughs> I wish I would have had the self-confidence I have now because I literally would have walked over there and just stuck my, stuck ass, my ass in the door in the door <laughs> and he'd be like what are you doing I'm like you said to bring my ass here it is yeah. don't touch it but here it is look at it you want you want to look at it look at it <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is I'd like to maintain a respectful working relationship for both of us exactly because once you start losing that respect and they're yelling at you and they'll do it 
all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is just pointing out, like, hey, if you want me to respect you, I want it in return. Exactly. Mm-hmm. How about, I am willing con- to consider your wishes and preferences, but I require the same from you. Exactly. Sounds I am like willing to do that. Yes. Are you? Yeah. Ooh, big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that'll feed into their ego being like, well, I've got to. I've got to match them. Exactly. So the next one is, I understand that you're upset and disappointed, and I'm willing to listen to your thoughts and feelings, if you are. Most of the time with a narcissist, I'm not. Yeah. I'm really really not. I don't want to. But But as a human being, I will give you that. And especially, again, if it is a boss, a coworker, Mm -hmm. someone that you have to deal with, then, okay, I'm willing to listen to your thoughts and feelings, as long as it's on topic. As long as it's on topic. <laughs> um, and I know you're upset and disappointed, but, you know, you're going to be respectful to me or I'm not going to have this conversation with you. Yeah. So, Laura, what's the next one? This next one is very careful with the wording, but it is, I feel now is not the best time to discuss this. Let's both take time and revisit at another time. Because you have the not, right. You're being crazy right now. Let's talk about it later. Yeah, exactly. So the words are very important, this one. Again, with the I feel yeah, make it about stay in your space of your feelings and how you feel and not being accusatory of the other person's mm-hmm. behavior. And again, that's good with anybody, not just a narcissist. Yes. Yeah, a lot of these will work just in the workplace in general, you know. Exactly. Well, just life in general, yeah. you know. And the last one on this list is, and I love I this love one. I love it. I love this one. I'm going to make a sticker out of it. I know. Get a tattoo. <laughs> that's going to be your trance, damn. <laughs> Well, I hope he's not angry if he's back there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not a good idea. So, wrong hole. <laughs> he's like, nope, right one. <laughs> I'm angry. <laughs> Sorry. So, the next one is your anger is not my responsibility. How many yeah, times you have got you got pissed? That's on you. How many times have you heard, you're making me angry? Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things when I was growing up was. You can get glad in the same pants you got mad in. <laughs> I've never heard that you one. You have never heard that one? Nope. It was my favorite. And when my girls were growing up, I would they would come home and they'd say, Sally's mad at me. And I'd say, well, Sally can get glad in the same pants she got mad in. <laughs> you don't have to change. Yeah, she doesn't even have to change she her pants. She doesn't have to change. And if she doesn't get glad in those pants, then... I bet she's got other pants she can get glad in. Glad. It sounds like a trash commercial, trash bag commercial. <laughs> get glad. Isn't there one that says, get glad, not mad? Um, yeah, get get glad, not mad. Yeah, yeah. I think there is. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. How do you heal from a narcissist? That is a whole episode all on its own. That would probably take a few, I believe. Oh, it depends yeah. on your character, on how emotionally mature you are, how far in you got. Like, did you let this... Did this narcissist bring you so down where you think everything is your fault and you're insecure and you apologize about everything constantly? Yeah. I think it all depends on what level you are at. Absolutely. There's no one way. The first step is always the same. What is that? Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for being human and flawed like everyone else. It would be very arrogant of us to believe that we are the only person who has ever been taken in by a narcissist. Everyone has. Or whoever has fallen for their tricks and yeah. fed into it. Because we... I've been there a few times. All of us have. Mm-hmm. All of us have. When I started noticing narcissists is when I actually found forgiveness for self 
and found self-love. Mm-hmm. And so for you to start healing from a narcissist, the key is to forgive yourself mm-hmm. and then to start finding self-love within. Yeah, because the self-love will make you inevitably put up your boundaries. Yes. Because you're not going to allow that crap in your space. Because you love yourself enough to protect mm-hmm. yourself. What I hope that everybody has taken from today's episode as well as part one and part two is narcissism is a real thing. It is a real thing. There are real narcissists out there and they are real dangerous. They are detrimental to the human psyche, to the human spirit, and even oftentimes to the physical. It is so vital for you to be able to identify and see the truth of it. It is so important for you to find self-love and self-forgiveness so that you can identify these things so much easier. Mm -hmm. Because you are- Sooner. Yeah. Because you you are loved exactly as you are. We love you exactly as you are. And my hope for everybody as well today is find that self-love and, you know, read into it. Just whatever we said today is not the only facts that are out there available. There are many resources. And you know what? Trust your friends as well. I've had friends that came up to me and said, you know, there's some red flags here. And I'm like, no, look how much he loves me. He wants to spend every minute with me. He wants to marry me. And I had friends telling me, hey, heads up. And I was blind to them. So start listening to the friends as well. You know, if that third eye on the outside well, is the important. the trusted friends. Because Correct. Not you may have some narcissistic friends, friends. <laughs> and this guy is amazing or this girl is amazing. And your yeah. narcissistic friend is like, you should not be happy. I should. Yes, or they'll take you away from me and I'm using you for something right exactly. now. Exactly. But you trust those friends. Read up on it and definitely use these, try practicing these sentences, even just looking in a mirror and practicing. I'm like, no, you cannot speak to me that way and just see how it feels. Yeah. Practice. Practice makes perfect. I know it sounds weird, but it takes a while. It took me a while to get these sentences down and to set up those boundaries. So, But I will yeah. tell you, when you do, the relief that comes over you, the the weight that is lifted off of your life it is really, truly the first uh, one of the first steps in living a life of peace, love, and joy, mm-hmm. which is the absence of fear. You are loved exactly as you are. Peace. Tina and I know the things discussed today are not what society has taught us to believe, but I choose to believe in my own ability to see what is truth and what is not truth. I challenge you to join us in believing your own ability to find your truth, not what society has dictated you must believe to be accepted or loved. The truth is you are loved exactly as you are, right here, right now. No human is more vital than another. You matter. And you have the free will to walk your own path with no fear and no judgment. So, Laura, do you want to tell these wonderful people how they can help us keep the lights on and keep this show coming? Of course. Please visit our show notes, and there's a link to our Patreon account there. If you have suggestions for topics that you would like us to cover or you have a question, please feel free to contact us via email at who said you have to at gmail.com. If you would like to know more about free will healing, Tina or me, visit our website at www.freewillhealing.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. Reviews are how we grow our listenership and allow everyone the courage to think for themselves with no fear or judgment. Please check the show notes for all of our Who Said You Have To social media links on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube where you can follow or subscribe to get updates for any upcoming events or personal appearances near you. Laura and I encourage you to have faith in yourself. And remember, 
Who said you have to?